Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. Happy Drew Holidays, people. Our boys on the trading block, we're going to give you the best-case scenarios for where Drew Holiday should end up. The Lakers took the L in Indiana. They're just a different team without AD on the floor. Clippers got the dub against Phoenix, and KD got men in black from the Golden State Warriors history. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Epic Sode 106 mm-hmm. or Uno Seto Seis, as they say in España. What, if you did it all the way out, it would be like. It's cien y Seis. Cien? Cien? Cien's 100. Yeah, Ciento. Right? No, not Ciento. I don't. Ciento. No, uh, oh, that's Cien is 100. Sit. Ciento is I sit. <laughs> yeah. Don't sit on six, Drew. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, episode 106, Drew and I just got done watching Philadelphia lose their first game at home. Yeah. It's quite actually a good game. Drew it and turned I, out to be a, a good game. They were down 16. Drew and I had to run to the to, store to right Miami. quick. It was against Miami. To Miami. Yeah. Okay. Who, right. if you listen to our load management with, uh, on our Patreon page, we discussed Miami and like, are they for real? And you know what? Like they yeah. came into Philly. Philly ain't lost a game yet. Right. And they came in, and they were up 16. I thought they were going to whoop that ass. It looked – well, I mean, they were up 16 with, like, five minutes left. They were up big. I think it was a little more than that, but – No, it was, it, was, it was right there, and then they started to make a comeback, and it got down to, down to the wire. Drew and I went to the store, and we came back, and it was six points. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just some, some shit happened. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the end of that game really just came down to uh, shot selection. So Miami started playing zone defense, which I've seen a couple different times now from some different teams. 
And I think against this Philadelphia team, that's like probably one of the best defenses you can play because they don't have any shooters. Right, they like have that, a couple that, shooters, Drew, but not like anybody that's. Who's their up. Who's the best shooter on that team? I would say to- Toby. To- Tobias Harris. Tobias would probably be. What about Cork Maz? Well, he doesn't get enough burn though. But he he's might probably be the best shooter. he's probably their best shooter. Okay, and then it's Toby, and then it's what Josh Richardson. Yeah, which is that's pretty sad. So my point yeah. being, like, right. especially when there's only five guys on the floor, and one of them was not Cork Maz, uh, you got two guys that you need to kind of really uh, even like somewhat closely pay attention to from three. Um, and it was working, uh, although Richardson hit a three and Toby hit a big corner three uh, down the stretch. Uh, but th- that's just something that I think we're going to see more and more t- like defenses or more and more teams try that defense against Philly. If Miami can run a successful zone against Philly, everybody should be taking note. Yeah. Cause I think all of this is going to come back and bite Philly. You were mentioning while we were watching the game, you're like, I really like Philadelphia. Like, I do. I really, you said you find yourself rooting for them, right? Yeah. And I just think, and I like him too. Like it's hard not to like Embiid and Simmons, and obviously I like Toby. I like I like Embiid too much. I know you do. I really That's weird. Do. It is weird. I it, I I just keep it's going because he's your fantasy player too, though. Dude. Well, no, that has nothing to do with it, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've been a fan of his, uh, you know, for since he since I, honestly in Kansas I was a little uh, when he was at Kansas I was like I don't know if this guy's going to be able to put it together because he was so raw mm-hmm. at that time. But once Still. once he once he started really you know making an impact in the league, uh, he he really has become one of my favorite players. Simply, I I love the trash talk. I love in a league full of everybody's a, a friend. It's always nice to have some guys that are like, no, nah, fuck everybody. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to be the best out here. Now that can be <laughs> that's not always the case for Embiid, right? Trying to be the best out here. But I will tell you uh, that I do find myself rooting for Philly. All the time, and I and, I, and it, obviously, it's a, if it's against the Lakers, I you know Philly can suck it, but you know if it, against Miami, I'm like, come on, Philly, like we can do this, and it's weird that I get that way, but it, there's some connection to me. It always goes back to like I really I see Embiid as as like this era's Shaquille O'Neal in a sense that he's very charismatic, he's very likable, he's funny, uh, he's not afraid to. to to talk shit to people and, and trying and he's real good. And like, I think and if you see this guy in person, he is humongous. Like I know he looks big on TV, but like, yo, he is humongous. Back to what you were saying though. I feel that the non shooting on Philadelphia yeah. is what's really going to hurt them. It's going to be an issue. Come the playoffs. Absolutely. You miss, you're missing JJ. You're missing Covington. You're missing these Jimmy so, Butler, Jimmy Butler, who was, who just beat Sarich, you. right? Like just beat you. Yeah. Sarich, another guy who can knock down. A three yeah. Guy. Right. And I think that's going to come back and bite you, especially when your point guard doesn't want to shoot. Um, but they are huge. And I think that's a problem for a lot, but watching Miami beat them at home mm. on their home court, I was telling Drew earlier, like, yo, they have one alpha guy, which is Jimmy, and then they have nine dudes that know their fucking role. And we're seeing the emergence of Tyler Hero and Nunn, who, as far as a rookie, like, this dude's, I mean, he missed two free throws at the end, though. He did. Tight yeah, he butthole. had 20 something, 20 26, 26 yeah, 23. Yeah, yeah. But he got tight butthole at the end. Like, Definitely. he could have sealed the game with two free Definitely, throws. And he missed both. He missed both of them. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and he's going to be put in that situation a lot more. And Drew and I were also saying that this is a di- different Jimmy Butler that than we've seen in Minnesota and Chicago and Philly. Like, it just seemed like he had been so angry and so upset for so long. We even talked about him at, at, at length about how he might not be the best locker room guy and best teammate. Sure. 
And every interview I've seen this guy do this year about talking about Miami, he said he looks happy. He that's does. A, that's what that's how Drew. He's put smiling. It. He's yeah. smiling so much more this season than I've ever seen him smile, like ever, literally mm-hmm. ever. I've never seen him be more uh, more content than than where he is right now. And it's you know it's it's funny. I mean, going back to like the whole fact that that essentially Philly kind of gave away Covington and Sarich for one shot with Jimmy last season and it did it fell through but like that's the shit that can Kawhi happen that. like when you go to try and hit a homer sometimes you you don't make contact and you whiff well not everybody can be Toronto you know what I'm saying and, well, and, and like, that's the thing like it, it all comes back to the 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 Kawhi Leonard shot game seven mm-hmm. that dances on the rim for you know three seconds felt like three fucking minutes it was on the rim and that ends Philly's season and then now what Philly has to look at it literally they don't have Sarge they don't have Covington they don't have Butler what they have traded Sarich and Covington essentially for Josh Richardson, which is an, a trade that you wouldn't make. You wouldn't give up both of those guys for Josh Richardson, even though he had an all right game tonight. And I think he's going to be a really good piece to this Philadelphia team moving forward. He's not Jimmy Butler. And he's and he's not he's also not J.J. Redick. He's not That's, the guy that can knock down threes and left I th- and right. I think you need somebody like that. Every Every successful team has to have that. Well, coming down to the stretch – Horford got exposed in this fourth quarter, and this is exactly why people are still, even myself, questioning whether or not this Philadelphia team can be the team that we're all hoping them to be. Defensively, they're still really solid, right? Anytime you bring Horford onto a team, he's going to add something to the defensive end. But offensively, he ended up taking two or three shots that were really bad shots, one of which his toe was on the line for a a three-point attempt, but it turned out to be a two that he missed. And the other two were just really bad three attempts because he's trying to catch and shoot like he's a small forward. He needs a fucking wind-up. Horford needs at least a couple seconds on the ball before he can get a shot off. My question, though, is... In that situation, when you need three points, who's gonna be the fucking guy? Right. If and you don't, the last guy you want, Embiid's probably better than all three of those guys. Embiid, is, I want, I would rather. Well, so here's the thing, right? When we're getting into this conversation, <laughs> Horford can hit threes. Yes. The problem with the threes that he was forced to take, or that he ended up taking, were were they were not in the flow of the offense. Where Horford is good, and where Embiid is good at shooting threes and making threes is on a on a drive to the basket where they're wide fucking open yeah. at the top. At the top at, of the key the is top, where they shoot they the best. Let, and they can let it fly. Right. No corner, nope. no side And threes. also, like, no hand in the face. Yeah. Like, open. Yeah. Muscle and that's memory. when they can hit it. And right. that was not happening. Al again, Horford. Again, it was par- partially because he, the heat went to a zone, right? Yeah. So, like, you have your zone coverages, and it's not easy to drive and kick as it is on a man defense. But that all that being said, like, that's going to be the make or break for this team. If they can have consistent three-point shooting as a unit, maybe not even just one guy, but as a unit, if they can start making more and more threes, then we can be like, all right, if Horford's hitting wide open top of the key threes and Beats hitting wide, wide open top of the key threes and you got corner threes from Richardson and, and Tobias, then, all right, you're looking pretty fucking good. But when crunch time is on, and and it's not, easy, the shot? it's not easy to get a wide open three, like then it's like, oh, shit. And they still didn't force the ball into Embiid in the post, which is clearly where they have the advantage. Or, or Ben Simmons needs to start taking over ball games. And you know, I don't think Horford is the right player for this team. And this is going to go into our next segment: the player that became officially available yesterday. Uh, David Griffin didn't didn't want that to come out, but Drew Holiday is is on the trading block, and it's crazy because we're a month and we're a quarter of the way done with the season. 
the Pelicans had all this promise. Like, we're really excited, right? Ingram and Zion and Zoe and, like, you got Okafer and JJ and, like, you got this really cool team, but they've been battling injuries. And Zion still hasn't played a game. Zion has not played a game. It's killing my fantasy team. <laughs> Same with Kyrie. Like, and I want to talk about Kyrie in a minute, too. Because what the fuck is going on, Kyrie? Like, are you going to play or whatnot? Like, honestly, I don't even know if Zion will play this season. Like, they said that he's getting better, but it's a ways away. Now, a ways away to me means two months. Means, like, all-star break, okay? But anyways, Drew well, Holiday. The fact that Drew Holiday is on the trading mm-hmm. block is the reason for us to believe that we might not see Zion this entire year. Right. Right? Like, it, the one piece that they were going to kind of uh, – lean on the most out of all of the roster pieces there was drew holiday he's the core of the team he's the leader of the team he's the vet on the team and he's probably the best player honestly like even even with zion on the floor if zion was playing i think drew holiday most complete player two-way player two-way player he can score he can defend he can shoot he can dribble he's a very very good player so to see him come like to see him be available for a trade to me, is pointing to the signs that the, the Pelicans are res, resigned to say, well, this season's kind of a scrap. It's a wash. They're one. They have one more victory than the Golden State Warriors. They're six and twenty-two right now. Yeah. They've lost thirteen straight. Oof. And I don't know. Now, obviously, we all don't know the story. Maybe Drew came at them and was like, "Yo, I think he requested." I, more. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine because you know he he stayed there. He signed the extension because AD was there, and he felt that AD was going to stay. And AD bounce, and he now he's playing with a bunch of young kids. His his stock value right now is huge. There's a lot of teams in the NBA. He's probably the third, the third best uh, two way player in the NBA. Kawhi, Paul George, Drew Holiday. Right? You got anybody else that's better? Um, like you know, as far as defense goes, yeah. I'm I'm that's fair. I okay. would say like at at the guard position, he is one of the most solid defenders that you can have in the NBA. And then on the offensive side, he's you know he can pretty much do it all. And he's a great teammate. He's a good guy. Everybody fucking likes this guy. Right. And a lot he can bring so much value to other teams in the NBA right. that could really use him. Now the trade, you know, of course, like as soon as I posted it yesterday on our page, everybody's like, "Yo, Kuzma for Drew straight up," and like, "Yo, it doesn't work like that." You know what I'm saying? Kuzma's money needs on a rookie. to match. Yeah. Okay. He's a five-year, 125 million. Money needs to match. It has it, to match. You have to get. I think right now the rule is you need to be around 80. percent So you, you don't have to match it entirely, right. but I think you need to be at 80 percent uh, in order for the trade to be approved by the league. So I, I'll tell you this: Drew Holiday is is should be coveted by every other team in the NBA, especially teams. Like Philly, like we're talking about, yes. that that need yes. another piece, like Milwaukee, like yes. all these all of these teams that could use another guard to help their situation. Uh, fuck, man, he, he, uh, it's funny because he started his Drew Drew Holiday started his career in Philly. Mm-hmm. That's where he was drafted. That's where he played his best ball. That was that, that's the when he was an All Star for one season, it was with Philly. So. I uh, I think it would be interesting if they made a play for him to welcome him back, but I don't necessarily think that they have the wherewithal to do that like what are they gonna who are they gonna trade for that right like we're talking about there's contracts. not enough for philly yeah who now who, i have who some, are you gonna trade well i have some scenarios okay here. and i said on our on, on our page yesterday like the first three that came to my mind was obviously milwaukee yep dallas who need oh. we've said the whole time that he would be great alongside luca we need they need him yep. they, dallas needs a that's a really good guard. opportunity there okay and they have young talent that they could trade well that, they could they could trade tim hardaway right now pretty much straight up they could 
Oh my God, he does have that contract, but I, the Pelicans wouldn't get rid of. They might Dr- because Trey. I think I think uh, Hardaway's contract expires at the end of this year or end of next year, so it would be it would be one of those contracts that they could get off relatively quickly. So, okay, let's 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 do these scenarios. Sure. If you can go, if you if if Milwaukee can sl- can get Drew Holiday, we're we're talking a totally different story. Dump Bledsoe, dump Ilyasova. Give them yeah, whatever, uh, whatever you got to do to make that work. Right. They'd have to give up probably three players. And, and you know, I, I, well, I Bledsoe's money, Bledsoe's money. I mean, he signed a three year, what was it? Three year, like $70 million deal. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. That money's pretty close to what Drew's getting right now. So that could, again, that could be something that they, that they step but into. But you have to get but the Bledsoe just extended. So again, it's about contract length right, and money like, right. as to where it would it would you know make it feasible for them to make that trade or want to make. But that if trade. you if if Giannis says, "Yo, I want Drew," yeah. make it the fuck happen, oh, right? Yeah. And that's a game changer. Dallas, kind of a game changer, like that. That makes Dallas kind of legitimate. The Dallas move, I think, is real interesting. Depending on how like how hurt is Luca, and I guess Luca's going to be back sooner than we it's thought. It's an ankle sprain. Um, I I think I saw something um, earlier today where. Uh, somebody else, it might have actually been uh, uh, Porzingis when he was in uh, New York that had the same exact kind of ankle injury that only sat out one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good news was, you know, when when Luca went down, it did not look good. I thought right? it was Achilles, bro. He, t- it he, did he not, treated it like it was. It did not look good. Right? It looked like this could be out for a while. And, you know, again, Dallas is in a, is a, in a uh, they're in a spot right now that I think they didn't expect to reach so quickly mm-hmm. with this roster and with this guy in particular. Where they're they're in a viable spot for the playoffs, they're, they're looking real good as a, as a unit. I mean, shit, we're talking about Milwaukee. Dallas just beat Milwaukee and snapped their their win streak with no Luka, with no Luka and, and all we had been talking about yeah. was like, yo, we're gonna we're, we're waiting for Porzingis, Porzingis to get his legs back, mm-hmm. and he was firing, dog. This motherfucker. This excuse me, I was gonna drop an mf'er, even though I do that all the time. I'm really hey guys, Let's I'm really back trying. The reins. Let's well, pull I'm back trying. The you know, I'm trying to t- I'm trying to watch my mf'ers. Good, because I'm seeing a lot of people get get these podcast deals out there and i feel like the only reason we're not getting the big deals is because i drop we drop too many f-bombs so i'm really trying to watch yeah okay okay just just letting you know i can say mofo Mofo. it sounds a little weird yeah it does but this dude was pulling from 32 33 feet like it was nothing and it's wet aquafina aquafina yeah so I think they're in a really good. If I'm if I'm Mark Cuban, I'm extremely happy, and we're watching the Mavs right now. We are. I'll be extremely happy with the team that I have right now. But getting a player like Drew Holiday, yeah. would, could change the game. Absolutely. Now, two more scenarios that sure. I'm going to bring up. T Wolves are in dire need of Boom. a point guard. That's right. A great call. Dire need of yep. a point guard. Now we're seeing again. We're seeing how good Wiggins is and Cat is, and obviously they're the backbone of the team, but. You know, the, at the point guard position, they've they've been bad at point guard. Their best point guard in their franchise history was Stephon Marbury, and we're talking a long time. It was ago. A long time. Can ago. you name a better one? For a very short period of time, they are horrible at drafting point guards. They are not good. Minus at Rubio, but Rubio was a fucking project. You know, there's the f bomb, Drew. Damn it, <laughs> that See, lasted I'm a long still, time. I know. <laughs> Dang, there's well, one thing to drop the f, and there's one thing to drop the mo. Yeah, yeah, the mf brings a different tone. Okay. Um. So I mean, yeah, we're. I mean, you're looking at uh, Minnesota right now. They're ten and fifteen. They're in the eleven spot right now behind Phoenix and just above san antonio but they started hot dog didn't they, they did start they did. hot they did start hot you're absolutely right and they've tapered off as mm-hmm. we as we kind of expected mm-hmm. uh, but you know when when we're looking at different trade scenarios 
Minnesota has been trying to land themselves a point guard for a while. They want a D'Lo they, bad. They have, yeah, they want a D'Lo real bad. They have Jeff Teague, who is who is solid. Great pack up, backup, excuse Jeff me. Jeff Teague is solid. Yes. And he's a solid player, but he's not going to get you over the hump, nope. especially in the West this year. Now, it, that's a lot of, that's, it, it's putting a lot of pressure on Drew Holiday. And granted, I, I would take Drew Holiday, you know, 10 out of 10 times if you asked me to choose between him and Jeff Teague. But at the same time, like I don't know if if Drew Holiday is necessarily going to be the guy that gets them into the playoffs. Minnesota, yeah, yeah, no, I don't think you know, so but, either. But it's definitely would be an improvement for them. And and their money, I mean, Teague's getting paid pretty decently right now. I think he's in the twenties uh, as Which far as million dollars per year. We don't know that for a fact, though. I don't I, know his. Contract. I'm pretty sure he's in the twenty million. Jeff Teague gets twenty million dollars. I'm pretty sure he's roughly around twenty. Um, That's fucking wild, and, dude. And Another he would F-ball. definitely make them better. Right, so we've been—I mean, we've been talking about them trading for Chris Paul. We've been talking about you know D'Lo, and I mean, shit, they let Derrick Rose go. Like, there's there's a lot that can be done there, and they they have the pieces to make the trade happen. Uh, that would definitely be a spot where Minnesota would want him. I don't know if he would want to go to Minnesota. I also feel that the Pelicans and with Griffin at the helm there, I think they would do a like a Russell Westbrook thing, like let let him pick where he wants to go mm. kind of because Drew is very well respected. People oh, yeah. like him. He's a great teammate. He was, you know, he stuck around during all this right. shit. Right. Um, and he he kind of got he got effed on this big time. Well, yeah. And AD bounced. He bounced. But then there's then there's this hype of like, well, dude, guess what? We got Zion. this young talent coming right. in with Zoe, too. Right. Um, and I don't want to I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump to this yet because I also have another scenario. But also getting rid if they're, if they're if the Pelicans are in full tank mode, right? Right. Which they are, and it's not even they're trying to tank. It just they're happened. just not that good. It just good. happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, and Ingram's playing well, but it's like he's still not that guy yet. Like he's good, but he's we're not. He should be the guy on that squad. He should be. He has been for them, unfortunately. Like like we're saying, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he's having a great year. Like Ingram yeah. is having a really solid season. Yeah. He's shooting the ball the best that he's shot since maybe his rookie year, um, and he, probably even better. It might be the best year that he's having so far, uh, numbers wise. But the uh, the unfortunate aspect of this is that the team is incomplete. Like, like they built their team, uh, they knew it was going to be youth, they knew it was going to mm-hmm. be tough. But like you, you're you have Zion on your roster, and you're expecting something to come out of that for it to be a zero right now, which is essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's no way they could have predicted that he would tweak his knee, like tweak his knee in the preseason, right. and then it turns out, oh shit, this is not a tweak. This is something that's going to take months for him to recover. Like they know, there's no way they could have predicted that was going to happen. I'm kind of on that on board with you on this, as far as like, yo, if this season is a wash, which it is, six yes. and twenty two is a wash. Time to call it. Let's do the Ben Simmons thing. Let's do the Embiid thing. Rest let's him. do the let's do the Give Blake the Griffin year. thing. Yes. Yep. Take the year off. I don't drop. want it. I want to see Zion. I know, I, yeah. at, you want to see Zion at full Zion. Totally. We should not and I think Griffin's very smart with this and I think they're they're looking at this like that, but this is what I'm thinking too. If we're full tank mode and say it's Golden State and Pelicans at, or and Knicks at the end of the year yep. and the Pels can get the 1 2 or 3 pick and you got LaMelo up with Lonzo like that's going to think about that sure. Pels might take Lonzo or uh, uh, uh Mello, Mello, excuse yeah. me yeah. um so think about that put that in the back of your head sure. it, i mean shooting sure. shooting's key sure that's but, fine but again so t- tell me about this so we said Bucks, which would which would make them a a problem. They're already the best team, the second best team in the NBA. Are they tied with the Lakers? Tied with right the now? Lakers. They're tied with Lakers. So, lost to Indiana. Right. Yeah. We're gonna get into that yeah. in a minute. Um, after watching Miami, after watching this game, uh, 
we had been saying all season, like if Chris Paul's contract wasn't as atrocious as it mm. is, Miami would be a great place for Chris Paul to play. They could really use a vet point guard that plays defense. He he is a perfect fit for Jimmy Butler, right? And when yep. we're watching this and game, they have Dragic there. They they do, and they have traded. trade bait. They got young talent. They, they could they could easily get uh, Dragic in that trade. Dragic, who has a decent contract, yeah, he's plus, got a lot of money. Yeah, you know, I mean, they might want one of the rooks. You know what I'm saying? They might. I I think the way Nuns playing and Heroes playing, I don't think they're going to give up either one of them. No, but and they're not giving up Bam because Bam's going to be that that guy for a minute. Bam is going to be a pillar of that organization for as long as they can keep. him. And that. we both said that he's going to get paid. Yeah, Bam Bam's going to get paid. Yeah. Okay, how about this? What's your third one? Think about this. Portland. Okay. Mm, okay. Portland who... Get rid of CJ? It's straight up. So it's straight up. CJ for Drew, straight up. We're seeing that, I mean, Rodney Hood went down. You got Nurkic went, has been down. He should be back, I think, in a month or two. That's where they're eyeballing Nurkic. And then he's gonna, it's going to take time for him to get his legs oh, back. Yeah. I've never been – I love Dame Lillard. I love Portland. I love their organization. I just, And, I, you know, Neil Olshea used to run the Clippers. And, right. Um, I like what they've done, but they will never get over the hump. I still don't think, like you said, with Minnesota, mm. I still don't think Drew Holiday going to Portland is going to win them a sure. title. It would give them a different look, though. It would give them a different look. I and, mean, and the one thing about CJ and Dame is that – Neither of them is what you would call a two-way player. Like no. I, CJ is a probably a better defensive player than Dame, maybe, but mm. it's like marginal. Right. And when you when you bring someone in, I mean, shit, man, the clock has been running on that partnership since they got. Yes. There. I mean, fuck. I, you, sometimes you just got to call. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not working. Like we're, we. And it's CJ that's going to get the boot if that it's happens. Definitely CJ because he's the he's the lesser of the two players. I compare CJ. I think CJ and Bradley Beal are like two of the same kind of players. Mm. I really do. Mm. I like them very much. I think just like Drew Holiday, if you insert them on a certain team, they could change the now, whole. It's game. funny because as you were talking about this, I'm thinking John Wall the whole time i'm like yo if it's tank mode trade trade for john wall you can't take that contract bro how many how many more years we got on four. it two more years no how john, many no three more years john has a player option for 44 i know 2022 are you sure it's 2022 yeah, right there dog because it could be only two years left but the point being like if you're the wizards right and you have brad beal locked in yeah Fuck it. Why not try to get Drew Holiday and Brad Beal as your backcourt? Now that's I a like fucking, that. That is a deadly backcourt. I do right like there. that. Now that's an option. Another team that that just came to mind is Orlando. Orlando's been trying to nail down a point guard, a starting point guard for almost as long as Minnesota has, right? Like since Jameer Nelson was there, yeah. they, they've been searching for a fucking point guard. Now they got Fultz in the wings, right. playing seventeen to twenty-five minutes a game, which is great, and he's up and coming. He is. But you know who's still starting is, is Augustine. DJ Augustine, he's still in the NBA, bro. Not only is he still in the NBA, he's starting, right. has been starting for this organization for three years, two or three years now. So, like, that's another team that has some space, that probably has some draft picks, that has some stuff to make the trade happen. And that would immediately, I think, for them, especially in the East, would definitely get them over the hump. Did you see their city jerseys? Orlando. I know I talk about this a lot. I don't know if I so, saw them. They are horrific, bro. <laughs> Since when was Orlando orange and orange and black, bro? Uh, oh, I did see those the other night. The O R L. Like yeah. where? Where is that? It looked like a Phoenix jersey. It was so confusing. It's bro. Listen, there was. There's no history to the Orlando Magic. We know when they started. 
You know what I'm saying? Like there was no it's not like the Buffalo Braves jersey yeah. or anything like that. Like their shit looked fucked up. I'm sorry. God so, dang it, there's the other F bomb. So I know like as we as I as we keep talking mm-hmm. about this, I keep thinking about other teams that this would work for, and I think San Antonio. It He'd just, be perfect. It just hit me That's great. across the head. San Antonio is struggling right yes. now. They they you know they started the season oh. hot, like we said. Minnesota yeah. did as well. Yep. And then they went on a fucking terrible run of games. They need to freshen shit up. Mm-hmm. They're not really going to go anywhere with DeMar, and they're not going to go anywhere with this team that they have. Now, the problem with bringing in Drew is that they do have like kind of this pinwheel, like this rotation of really nice young point guards, like DeJounte Murray and White and uh, Patty Mills is not young anymore, Patty but Mills, Patty Mills though. is still there. Like They could probably put something together, or maybe you just trade DeMar directly to, because I think, I think DeMar is probably going to be on the trading block. Um, you just trade Demar straight up for for Drew, and I don't. Again, I don't know if that Doesn't change anything, right? Like, ideally for them, they would want to keep Demar and Drew and have that be their their backcourt. But I don't know if that would work either. But there's, I think the only game changer we're talking about, sure. where like if if Drew goes anywhere, mm-hmm. Milwaukee is the best place for him. Yeah, that and is that the would game set changer. them that would set them up to be. I you know the best team in the East for the rest of the season, and and Drew Holiday is probably, if you can name somebody better, I think Drew Holiday is definitely the most underrated NBA player in the NBA. He's been that for years. He has, and I think he's fine with that. Yeah, but I I don't see I I like the Orlando thing. I like the San Antonio thing. Um, I don't think Pop, you know, one of the main reasons people want to play in San Antonio is to play with Pop, and yeah. I don't think Pop's going to be there much longer. Uh, especially after this losing season, he's gonna have. Of course, I, you can't count him out. You can't I'm not count, gonna count him out. Ca- I get it. Out. You can't do. It. And it's crazy because, like, when I posted the shit yesterday, like, so many Clipper fans hit me up, and they're like, and I even went on our live to talk about it for a minute. But it's like, okay, well, look, we can, we should give up Pat Bev, Rodney Magruder, <laughs> and Pat Patterson for 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 Drew Holiday. And I'm like, guys, what are you saying? Hey, well, think about that. No, I don't. I did. You love Pat Bev. More than most people do because you understand the value that he brings. Facts. And a lot of people don't. Facts. A lot of people do not understand. That. Okay. So you have a different perspective than most people. Okay. Because what, what they see is Pat Bev's averaging like 11 points a game, you know, five assists and like five rebounds or whatever, four rebounds, whatever it might be. I don't even know if that's true. I just I just rattled those off. It's like okay. roughly. It, you're what close. Yeah, it's right around what he's averaging. And then you look at someone like Drew Holiday who's averaging 20 a game mm-hmm. and like eight assists and uh, you know, obviously brings a lot more on the offensive end than Pat does. I think he would bring a lot of value to your team, but it, it's it's what you're removing in order to. That's make That's what I'm happen. saying, right. and it's not worth that right. for for us and what we're trying to do. We don't need a point guard that scores 25 points a game. There's not enough. There's not. And what Patrick Pat like Patrick Patterson the other last night played like like 10 minutes and had six points. You know, two threes really quick that we needed. Right. Uh, you know, he brings – he's another big body because we need bigs. We need to be bigger. That stretch three, four position is huge. Um, I, I just – I negated it right away mm. uh, just because I don't – it's not what we want and not what we need. Mm-hmm. Now, going over to your boys real quick. Lakers. Yeah, like, yeah, Drew Holiday would be perfect for you guys. Of course. But there we isn't. Have, we have nothing. There's to, nothing. We have nothing to trade. And so the Laker fans hit us up, too. Yeah. Our boy Ryan, D. Marquette. First thing he said, like I said earlier, Kuzma, right? Right. And I said, guy, uh, homie, 
It doesn't work like that. Kuzma makes $1.4 million a year. They're like, well, okay, uh, KCP then. And I said, yeah, but I... It would have to be like Kuzma, KCP, and we've already... Pelicans have all the Lakers. Like, why would they... There's there's no... You can't do another trade with the Lakers. I mean, they could. And fuck, man, Drew Holiday is L.A. kid, Campbell Hall, high school, UCLA. Like, I I played ball with him when when, when we were both much younger men. Well, I mean, shit, bro. If you could tell me that I could give up KCP and Kuz. And no, get... it would be. So say this. Would you give up KCP, mm. Kuz, and D. Howard? No. Okay. Because Keith... Dwight, Dwight is. I would give up JaVale. I would yeah. give up JaVale before I gave up Dwight. Yeah, because Dwight's doing doing some things for you. Let's go into this. Let's go into the, the sure. Laker game last night. So the Lakers took an L last night. Oh, last thing before we, okay, go. Before we switch. Golden State. They have D'Lo. Delo's on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He's not going to fit when with Clay and Steph. It's mm-hmm. just I think that's just the truth. We can be real about it. Drew Holiday would fit with uh, Clay and Steph. That's small though, dog. You're yeah, it's going small. Way small. I, I, I get Who's it. The they're they're already small. They're already small. Who's the point? Guard? My point being, they're already small with Delo. But I'm just saying, fit wise, what does? Why wouldn't they take that? It's less money. You're you're bringing on less money to, to keep. Um, I think I yeah, because right now they're 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 going to have to pay Delo a lot of money if they if he stays. You're probably you're probably coming out on the better end of that. And Drew Holiday is the one thing that the Warriors do not have is what defense. defense. And that and now you got a now you have a, uh, with Clay and Drew you have two really solid wing defenders. So who's the starting five then? Steph Drew Healthy. Clay mm-hmm. Steph Drew Clay uh, uh, Dre. Dre and you know Collie Stein I guess that's so small Drew it, but so what they I won don't... championships being that small yeah I'm I'm with it yeah. I don't I don't see that happening it just it just it just popped in my and head and the money though you the money think about that dog you yeah two hundred to... but it's less money than what they're currently owed right now like right now they owe D'Lo more money than they would have to pay Drew to come over there they would be saving money by by. And they're they're already they're the whole point of picking up D'Lo is having him as as, as an asset, mm. right? Unfortunately, I think we're not going to be able to see what the what the fit would look like if with the Steph, healthy squad with Steph mm. and Clay because it could and, be nice. Dude. And D'Lo could be amazing. Could, could be. be the Splash Brothers all over again. Yep. But again, you know, part of the reason why the Warriors were so successful throughout this decade is because they fucking play defense. Mm-hmm. And with with D'Angelo Russell, that's just not going to be the case, right? And so. Steph. So sorry, we can okay. get. Let's go to the Lakers. No, nah, so so the Lakers uh, took an L last we night. Did. They've had a great, they've had a little a great run. They yeah. played. We in, felt like it was okay because the Pelicans or because the the, the Bucks lost. So yeah. we're like, okay, that's fine. If we can we can take a loss. Drew, you're not going to win every <laughs> fucking game. This is what's so well. crazy. And what what's wild is like nobody really even talked about it. Like the Lakers took an L yesterday. AD in was Indiana. out. AD. Anthony Davis sat out. Okay, and ankle. Yeah, or, or load management, Mild whatever you want to call it. <laughs> as long as there's, as long as there's something behind why he you're sitting it. out, he did, he did roll it, and we had, we had some time for him to recover, and it just didn't work out. So um, yeah, he I sat. watched the whole game. Okay, yeah, I watched the whole game, and it's definitely a different look without AD, right? To me, the Lakers without AD look like an average fucking team. Absolutely. Okay. And you, you you agree with me on this, bro? We started Jared Dudley, yeah, instead and, and of Anthony Davis. We all know, and I said it at the bar last night because I watched the Laker game at the bar before Taco Tuesday. I'm all about Taco Tuesday. Um, I watched it at the bar before the Clipper game that I, I have to come home and watch. Right, you can't um, be out in public. Watching no, it. and I made sure everybody knew that I hated fucking Jared Dudley. <laughs> and we all know that I'm not no, a big fan of Jared Dudley. But that, I want to that point. Uh huh. If LeBron is out mm. or if Anthony Davis is out, the, our team is nothing. Like, it, right. it's not. Right. I mean, we're the Pelicans, yeah. essentially. Like, yeah. we're the Pel- if, if, if LeBron doesn't play, we're the Pelicans. If AD doesn't play, we're the fucking Cavs. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, it's it, 
we knew going into the season that that was going to be it. And so that's why it's vital that those two guys are healthy for us down the stretch. And you know, I'm gonna, there's some positive and negatives to sure. this game. A few of them. One, I've said repeatedly how much I love Sabonis on Indiana. Oh, he's great. Like, honestly, that is the I, I told you how much I like this Powell kid in in uh-huh. Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then Sabonis is going to be a bona fide superstar. Like, he's not super, maybe not superstar, but he's one of like four players in the NBA that are averaging a double double. He's 18 and 13. Last night he had uh, uh, t- uh, 26 and 10. He was a real problem for the Lakers. Mm. The the reason and it was a close game. Like you guys it lost by three. Game. Yeah. Um but LeBron 0 for six for threes. And we've seen this throughout LeBron's career. Like he will be 0 for three and still start still jack those threes. You know? He took he took a three at the end of the game mm-hmm. to go up. We were down so I mean to, sorry, I'm jumping it's all okay, over the place. Go. But to to your point, he was 0 for five throughout the entire game from three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are down by two points, 102-104, with like 40 seconds on the clock, 30 seconds on the clock. And he has the ball. And we're setting screens for him to go to the rack. Please, it's a two-fucking-point game. Please go to the rack. Yep. Go lay it up, dunk it, or get fouled, or whatever. Yep. All of it. All we and want is that. he backed out. Three times he backed out. They ran three separate screens for him. That. And then ended up with Miles Turner one-on-one with seven seconds on the clock. Six or seven seconds on the shot clock. And Miles Turner, one-on-one, there's no help. Right. Go by him, right. go to the rack, and get fouled. Look, you're LeBron fucking James. They're going to blow the whistle, baby. Like, go. <laughs> you're going to blow the go whistle. Go to the rack. It's yeah. a two-point game. Tie this shit up. Mm-hmm. No. He does a step back uh, to the left, his favorite step back to the left, three, and it was way off. Which has been working all all year, but it was way off. It you're, was way yeah, off. Yeah. And he was, like, the whole point I'm making is, is to your point, he was 0 for 5. And, uh, of course, dude, shoot or shoot, right? Like, I mean, fuck, dude. There was games where I was over five that I'm like, I'm not even hesitating. I'm not going to hesitate pulling right. up for the sixth one because I know it's going to go in. And I think it's I'm LeBron, gonna, like, and, and I get it, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, if anyone can hit a a game winning three after going over five from three, it's probably LeBron, right? But at the same time, dude, this is this is the stuff that drives me crazy with LeBron. Like, as a Laker fan, I've been able to see it more and more than I ever have over the course of his entire career. When it comes to these these moments. Sometimes he just lets his foot off the gas, and I don't understand why. I really don't. And and someone can maybe can explain it to me, but when you watch that play, I watched it. Unfortunately, I kept watching it because I was like, I didn't understand what he was looking for. Mm-hmm. When you watch that play, it just leaves you baffled. You're like, why? Everybody, I think everybody was saying the same thing. Now, I said this going into that timeout. Sure. You're down two. Yeah. This is where we're going to see Frank Vogel. What is the play call? You sure. dig? And I said the best play call is to get the double team on LeBron, go to the rack, and kick to Danny Green in the corner. That's what that should that be. That was the first play. Right. That was the first pick and roll that right. happened, but Danny was covered. Right. They were all over Danny. So he passed it back to LeBron. They ran the second pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Same thing. LeBron pulls it back out. And, that, it back. and then he ends up doing what, what we just discussed. Now, uh, one thing that and was. And that's not on Frank. No, it's not on Frank, but I, I didn't. I, I don't know. I didn't see a really great play call in all that. Well, I think, it's LeBron though, right? So yeah. Like, so LeBron's gonna I, LeBron's gonna do what LeBron wants to do. We're we're with that. We're, we're we agree on that. Danny Green though, twenty four minutes he played. He totally took four shots. Yeah. You know, like who's taking all these shots? And what's wild is so our boy D Howard was ten for ten. You know what I'm saying? Twenty points. Yep. Uh, shot a hundred percent from the field. All yep. he did was fucking clean up the trash and dunk and do what he does. But that's this is another thing, Drew. So this is what like to answer to, to get to that point, like mm-hmm. who took the shots? Mm-hmm. The second highest shot attempt 
in that game for the Lakers was Avery Bradley. Who played a good game. He was 6 of 14. Mm -hmm. Not a great shooting night for Mm -hmm. him. Really not. Uh, But he is going to need to step up in in games like this, right? Like, for instance, if Anthony Davis is in this game, we win this game. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as good as Sabonis is, as good as Miles Turner is, neither of those dudes can hang. They can't hold him. They can't hang with AD, right? AD being out, you lose 27 points, roughly. 26, 27 points. And you need to account for that somehow. Dwight Howard stepped up and did his fucking part. LeBron only had 20 points, so that's a minus. Really, now we're minus 34 points, roughly. 29 and 9, though. He had a, he said he had a yeah, LeBron Yeah, no, no, 20 points, nine, nine, yeah, 9 boards, 9 assists. And he hits, if he hits two of those six threes that he was 0 for 4, like he's at he's at his, his average. Right. But Avery Bradley on those 14 shots only got 13 points. Mm-hmm. And then the next one. the They're next good shots, though. He doesn't take bad shots. The Avery... next highest is KCP and Dwight. Mm-hmm. Dwight 10 for 10, KCP 4 for 10. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, JaVale took eight shots. Caruso took eight, and he was four of eight. I love it. He had a steal in there. Rondo like... took nine. He was two of nine. Like you, These are the nights where you're like, all right, dude, like we just didn't have it. I mean, overall, the Lakers shot 47% from the field, which is not a terrible it's – re- it's really not. It's, it, that's not that bad, but they shot 25% from three. Mm-hmm. And that's where you know you lose a game by three points. If LeBron hits one of those threes, you know, all, all that shit. What so if? all in all, all in all, I have to say, like, without Anthony Davis, I, I'm not really upset about this loss. We could have won. We were right there at the end of the game. Probably could have won or tied it or gone to overtime or something like that. We didn't. We ended up losing by three. And we didn't have our second best player, arguably our first best player, on the on the roster. Right. I feel good about that. And he's resting for the big game tomorrow the like, big game the big showdown the, the, the showdown tomorrow it's bucks lakers clippers rockets it's going to be a great doubleheader tomorrow and this is what drew and i've been talking about i want to see the gauge yeah you know this is the gauge you got a healthy ad a healthy Braun, their squad versus versus the bucks and the bucks took an l to dallas the other night they don't want to lose two in a row they 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 do not no um and they're going to bring it. And yeah. again, playing on the road, that gets easy when you play at home. It's much easier to play oh, at definitely. home. Right. And Indiana is not a great, it's not well, an easy place to play. Historically, too, this is one other thing that I wanted to mention was like historically, LeBron has owned Toronto mm-hmm. and has not done well in Indiana. For some reason, he does not do very well Except against for that series in Cleveland where he just fucking just. Well, he was amazing that year, though. That, that was that playoff. whole that was the whole Cleveland year where he was just unbelievable. He just it didn't matter who was in front of him. Right. Right. But but like historically, he doesn't mm. do that well in Indiana. Mm. So that's another thing. But uh, going off of uh, way back when we were talk- talking about uh, K- um, uh, KP uh, Porzingis mm. um, going up a- against you know the the Bucks and beating them without Luca. I think the Bucks were probably like, oh, they don't have Luca. Well, well, we should we should take the cake. I think Porzingis viewed this as an opportunity to be like, yo, I'm the fucking unicorn. unicorn. Mm-hmm. Who's this Greek freak motherfucker here? Oh, damn it! There's the MF. You think you think KP's got that in him though? I do think. I think in that particular night when he's, it's very rare where he gets a matchup like that, mm-hmm. right? Like outside of because he's like a kind of a four, kind of a five. He doesn't really always play center. Giannis ain't used to being that far out either. Guarding somebody. This is my point. Right. And like when you have a direct matchup, like mm-hmm. I know that Kobe would always get jacked when it was you know somebody like LeBron or somebody like that was around his position that mm-hmm. he could go up T-Mac, against like, and all those guys mm-hmm. like and every one of them has somebody that they're like you know what this is this is kind of my measuring stick mm-hmm. you know don't forget about me I'm this guy right so I think Porzingis took that chance 
and was was just gobbling it up, which is great because I do think, I mean, having both the Lakers and the Bucks off a loss for mm-hmm. this game mm-hmm. should mean a fucking amazing, I think it's gonna be a good game. amazing game tomorrow. I That's think, what I'm hoping. I mean, there's still a chance that AD is still game time decision. They say because play. his ankle, but yeah, I, I, I mean, shit. If we don't have him, then it's then yeah. I mean, we're it probably, might be around. probably not looking good. But I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this, and hopefully, it's better than the, the than the Clippers Bucks match. Yeah, I, know, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> I knew because that was my gauge too. I wanted a gauge, and but sometimes shit happens, bro. Well, the real gauge, I, you know, it's funny we're talking about the gauges. The real gauge is Christmas Day, baby. We, no, I mean, it's, it's 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 the rematch, baby. Everybody. It's round two. Let's go. I can't I, wait for that shit. The Bucks is a nice warm up for that. I agree, man, and and. It's such a big game, you know. It's, One week from today. I know, man, and I'm lit. <laughs> I am so excited. You guys don't understand. I mean, you probably do understand, but Christmas Day, and Clippers play really well on Christmas Day, just to let people know. Oh, do they? Oh, we do. Well, the Lakers play every year, so I don't know. So do it's, we. It's hard to remember the So do we. That. What do you mean? We fucking play every year, dude. <laughs> We're there. Um, I, I Do you want to make a bet? I mean, what do you think? Oh, we can make a wager. I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to put some cash down? You want to you make it more exciting? Cash isn't as fun as... Cash is not fun? I mean, I like cash. We all like cash. Everyone likes cash. Um, well, no, we'll let's, think... let's rally. We'll, we'll, we'll release whatever bet we come out with okay. on load management. I'll make, I'll make sure... Yeah, load management on Patreon. Are you guys listening yet? We're dropping dope shit. Um, I want to talk about... The Clippers kicked the shit out of the Suns last night. They which, did. Yeah, they did. And, which and, you needed to. Yeah, we because the Suns actually we D took Book, it out. Was Booker playing? No, no, okay, no, and they actually beat us the first time we played. Remember in Phoenix? I yeah, think that they, was like that was like first, your first loss. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Um, and it was funny because obviously I was watching it at home solo, and like Ubre who looked really good last night, dunked I, on PG. Yeah, I like that too. But like, it was a nice dunk. Yeah, but listen though, I said it was great, <laughs> and I said it when I watched it. I'm like, oh damn! But then he flexed right. And I said, oh, boy. I said, you don't want to do that. I said, it's way too early for that. I'm, you know how I watch games, bro. Right. I'm yelling at the TV. And I'm like, oh, boy, you don't want to do that. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, Paul caught him back. Oh, he got him back. Yeah, on the fast It break. was DeAndre Ayton's first game back. Who yes. looked He looked actually pretty good. Um, you know, he, he did he, – he put in a little bit of work. But this is what I, this is what I want to talk about is Kawhi, 20 – in 27 minutes mm-hmm. Paul George 24 in 24 minutes which is basically how Paul George has been the whole year the minutes he plays is the points he's yeah, going to get almost points, it's a point a minute it's pretty close yeah. you know what I'm saying if yeah. he plays 30 minutes he normally gets 30 points yeah he's he's having a great but season it's little things like this and you, you know how you said I you know I value Patrick Beverly for certain reasons I intangibles are a big thing for me the the right fit for certain players is the right thing for me. Like Patrick Beverly in Orlando won't work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Patrick Beverly on the Lakers would work. Patrick Beverly on the Bucks would work. Yeah. Um, but Rodney Magruder, right? Oh, these yeah. we have, and I've said this for the whole season. We have these players, whether it's Magruder, Jermichael Green, uh, Patrick Patterson, you know, these guys, but Magruder is a glue guy. And Paul George praised him after the game. Just like, yo, he does the dirty work. They all, like Kawhi and Paul George and Pat Bev, they do dirty work. But it's it's this stat line. Like Rodney had seven, seven points, 11 rebounds, three steals. Like that is a good, that's a really many, good game. Do you know how many minutes he played? I, don't, I, th- I think it was 17. Okay. 17 or 20. That's solid. I mean, 11 yeah. boards coming from a guard mm-hmm. at any point in time mm-hmm. is always, yeah, I mean, shit, dude, that's great. And you got to have those guys. Yeah. So these, and this is why I was telling Clipper Nation, like, yo, 
getting rid of Rodney and Pat Patterson and Pat Beverly. Sure. What are we doing? We're stripping the whole culture of our team. Totally. So I don't think we make a move. I uh, And also there was a lot of chatter this week about Morris go, going after Morris on the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks, yeah. I can never get the Twins right. I don't know it's who one the of fuck them. It's, it's fine. One's it's, in Detroit, one's in New York. It, it's one of them. Flip okay? a coin. And they're both the same kind of player. They're and almost I, identical. And I like him. <laughs> I think the toughness would be great sure. to have, but to give up. Magruder and Pat Patterson and to bring on 15 mil. I mean, that, he's getting paid 15 mil. Totally. Right now. I would he, is he a game changer? No, I don't think he, I want to keep the guys. I, I honestly don't think he's a fit no. for, for a lot of places. I mean, there's some, there's uh, cause this is this, this particular Morris was the one that was on the Celtics last year. Yes. And, uh, one thing that I, I will always listen to Bill Simmons about is the coverage on the Celtics. Cause <laughs> I, I can't watch that. Fucking I believe team. him. We're watching the team right now. I don't yeah. give a shit about this. I'm not sold on him, but, um, <laughs> what Simmons always said about him was that he's a ball stopper mm-hmm. and i believe that wholeheartedly it's it, morris over there marcus markeith whichever one it is <laughs> thinks that he's fucking carmelo anthony he does and every time he catches it's like oh i gotta get my let me let me get he one thinks off he's carmelo and like charles oakley rolled into one yeah he's in the right place he should stay in new york well he said that he wants to stay and i get it bro he wants to be in new york and and i mean why not he has free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants and shoot as many times as he wants and be the ball stopper because they don't have any aspirations <laughs> to win any games this year so it's fine but for the Clippers in particular, yeah, no, 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 I'm with, and I, I'm. This is so back in the day with the Clippers when we were horribly run and all this shit. These are the kind of things that would scare yeah. the pants off. Well, of you them. guys would have signed, like, yes, so, you know, it, we would have traded all three of them for Morris. It's funny because you know, like the the, the Knicks off season mm-hmm. this year, like hoping to get uh, some top free agents, mm-hmm. and then you know, unfortunately not landing them is something that the Clippers. We're, we're used to doing Notorious for years. For, mm-hmm. And then you would you would end up signing four power forwards and right. signing the guards. So, like, I mean, as far as that's concerned, like, I could definitely see that 15 years ago. You guys would have absolutely jumped on more. And I feel that <laughs> I, I feel the way that I feel is the same way that Doc and Jerry and, you know, uh, our whole front office feels the same way. They'll yeah, you're look only at bringing it like, guys in that are working with the system. Right. Or that have been really with smart. our system. Like, sure. why would, like, Patrick Patterson is, and I, I understand, I've, I've said his name many times tonight, but uh, these are the kind of guys that, you know, we're talking about how we need shooting. We wow. need guys that can come off the fucking bench, sure. take four shots, and hit two threes. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. And, and I mean, shit, dude, don't get me wrong. Morris is, as far as I can tell, a pretty good teammate. Yeah. Pe- people seem to like him. Yeah. He's, he's always down to ride for his squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time that he's been in a scuffle, it's pretty much been. He started it. Yeah. Well, well, a lot of time he starts it for sure. But, but right. also, like, there, there is that aspect to him, and and I'll definitely take Morris over Patrick Patterson any right. day of the week. Right, but again, it's about the system, it's about the fit, yep. it's about the flow, and and, and right, and, he's not a. He's and not we've a created a culture where these guys really like each other. Everybody likes playing with each other. Everybody knows their role. Now, you know, where's the Iggy talk now? Like they it, shut that shit down. Memphis, sh- Memphis shut it down. It's done. It's done. Now, if we well, were, it's t- going to be done until the trade. The, until the- yeah, but is Iggy working out? Like, is he wor- is he going to be worth trading all these assets for? This is my stance, Drew. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I want to do absolutely nothing. You want to keep your squad. I want to keep the squad. There's yeah. no reason. Now, again, 10 years ago, seven years ago, we might have traded a lot of shit just because they think it's the right fit. Nah, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. I want to ride with these dudes. They, you know, Everybody's been in training camp yeah. together. Yeah. Everybody seems to be getting along really yeah. well. I'm fine with it. So this is funny because now we're we're kind of going full circle here because the, who's the one person that Philadelphia had on their roster that's a knockdown fucking three point shooter that they let go for no reason? JJ? No, he's on your team. On Philly. 
He's right. on your team right now. He was on Philly. Uh, shit, dude. I got a Landry. Lot. Oh, Landry. Shambone. So imagine, imagine if they didn't just toss him into the mm-hmm. Tobias Harris deal and how, how much better they would be because they would have him on their fucking mm-hmm. team. Like that's the shit that you that you as as a franchise you let sometimes that shit slip through your fingers and it comes back to bite you in the ass. Because I think Zubac, that guy would solve a lot of their problems I, I, for spreading the floor and getting yeah. shots up. You're right. Yeah. And he, you know, he was out since mid November with the with the high ankle sprain, um, and he played his first game the other night and he did really well. Yeah. And but last night he didn't one for six. You know whatever. But he's still getting his legs back and whatnot. He's young. He's it's, still growing. It, it's all that all that shit's. Gonna I think I think the Zubac. Yeah. I think the Zubac thing, mind you. You have AD and Dwight Howard. I don't necessarily think it's going to bite you in the ass. The Lakers in general. Yeah, we're but, fine. We, no, we, you're fine as far as... We don't as... need a post-possession big man. Right. We need a lob-catching big man and, and but, rebounder. That's, but I'm and, seeing... And Zubak is not that. No, but Zubak he's... Zubak is a, is a nice player. He's getting better every single game. No, and, and sure, he can catch a lob and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm not saying that he can't do that. But what what we would use Zubak for was it's almost he'd a waste. be on the bench on your team. It's a waste, yeah, deep exactly. bench, yeah, exactly. You know he'd be getting uh, Javale's minutes, which aren't even th- those are dwindling too. Well, right Dwight now, Dwight is Dwight is playing his ass off. Yes, he so, is. I yes, mean, he is. Shit. Um, can Kyrie fucking come back? Can Kyrie play a game this summer? They're saying KD's gonna come back this year. <clears throat> well, fuck, dude. Who gives a shit? I mean, I like. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, again, I, we're not the championship. How about the hate on KD, the Golden State Warriors? Oh, did. that's what we were. They did it. They they they're the team of the decade. <laughs> they're the team of the decade, hands down. Not even not even a question. They have to be. But then they do a slideshow, <laughs> and they don't even include KD. Like, are you that salty? Yeah. Or did somebody really mess up in the front of who's ever doing the slideshow? No, you don't. Mess How do up you forget like the two time final MVP? There's so many pictures of. Kevin Durant on that team, right. like it would be. It's There's, hard to it's hard to have a slideshow and not have him why, as a part of it in the what last are we, what are they last thinking? three seasons. I mean, fuck, dude, I get it. They're bitter. I get it. You man. can't do that, Drew. They, but just imagine like where they are right now. They're the worst team in the NBA. The mm-hmm. Warriors, worst team in the NBA, mm-hmm. and literally last year they were in the finals. Rome has fallen. Right. So like my my point being, they're probably just bitter about the whole situation, and then also like, well, fuck KD as well. I mean, and bro, some of the shots that KD has taken over the bow since he's been doing all these interviews because mm-hmm. he can't be on the floor have been a little sideways about the Warriors organization and their offense and the and the franchise. And so it's all, you know, it's all sensitive. It's all good, man. To me, I I, like, I don't understand where they were coming from, from that. Like, you're not going to, you don't need to retire Kevin Durant's number. No. But at the same time, man, you won two rings with this man and you did something really special with him. You don't think Durant should have his jersey retired? Not by Golden State, no. Yeah, you don't? I don't. The only team he's won a championship with? Correct. I I mean. He's, his jersey will not be retired there. Honestly, I bet, I bet it when it's all said and done, I bet his jersey goes up in the Raptors at OKC. I'd be, I mean, I guess I'd be fine with but that. But my whole point is I, I, I don't know what kind of statement they're trying to make about removing Kevin Durant mm-hmm. from that thing, but it's obviously go. F- I'd love to hear what Kerr has to go say. Go screw yourself. Yeah, or w- was this intentional? And, and again, I think I think it wouldn't have been that way if, if Katie wasn't talking all that shit. Yeah. I mean, he really was firing off uh, this offseason and then into the season about, like, some really random stuff. Like, yeah, and, how he, and he dogged it, them It early. wasn't good. Like, yeah. uh, it's like, bro, you guys did a lot of good things. It's, probably, it's definitely the best team we've ever seen, uh, you know, in this modern era. I would say it's arguably the best team. It, it's definitely one of the best teams to ever be assembled in the NBA. Yeah, but you can't be nominated the team of the decade right. with Kevin Durant. And For not, three years yeah, of, and, this, of the 10 and, and not include him. 
And again, like, but I get it from both sides. I get it too. I get it too. But let's all not forget, like, Katie wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the cap increase. Like, literally, it was the luckiest thing that oh, ever yeah. happened for them. Um, it's a. It, it was a freak. It was. A, it was the luckiest. It was the luckiest. most random year. <laughs> Right. The only year that it could have been possible, mm-hmm. and it worked, mm-hmm. right? So for both Katie and for the Warriors to act like some weird shit happened, it, we get it, dude. We get it. Draymond said some things. You got real upset about it. It was shocking. And guess what? <laughs> you did what exactly what he was saying a- you were going to do. Accusing you of, of going to do. Yeah. Like, so, like, he was right. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, like, would Kevin Durant still have left if Draymond didn't do all that shit? Will Kevin Durant get booed? In Golden State. Ooh. That's my question. Oh. I, I, I hope not. I, I hope not either. I hope not. Just like I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, Paul George got booed going back to Indiana. Which is random. Because he's been gone random. for a long time. Been a long time. AD got booed going back to New Orleans. That we expected I, we, that. We were waiting on he that. He set himself But Kawhi the, was, was applauded of by, course. by the Toronto Canadians Raptors. are the nicest That's people why, so in the like, world. I mean, I think, again, like going back to, to being like, to, to being in a, a part of something special mm-hmm. and winning a championship at any year ever is something special and to have it be done you know two times with kevin durant the warriors forever like Je- you know jeff compton i think our boy crompton mm-hmm. has no ill will towards kevin durant no he'll always uh, respect and have a special place for kd within the whole roster of all the war- warrior greats uh and and different teams that have come through that organization but like if you're a warrior fan and kevin durant comes home or not home and kevin durant comes back and you boo him, what are you really doing? Like, what's what are you really doing? It should all be applause, for sure. It's I mean, of, unless he keeps running his mouth and saying some fraudulent I don't know. shit. When you're not playing, <laughs> he does say a lot of shit, though. I mean, we will never be able to figure out KD. And I think the whole dynamic of KD and Kyrie, just how weird they are, is I'm, going I, to I be can't so wait for that awesome. soap opera, man. I can't either. It's and I want to next see, year. I want to see Kyrie play. Because our boy Spencer Dinwiddie, Ben Liddy, oh, is baby. putting in work over there. I guess and we this, picked him up. Did you get him? Your boy. He was on the he was on waivers. He was. Who dropped Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie Ben Liddy? Dinwiddie. Who ben dropped Liddy. him in our fantasy league for I don't real? Know. God, I your don't eyes know. are your eyes are just you're ready. Drew thinks he he knows he's going to solidify Dude, this championship. I, I will win. tell you one thing. Sean bro. Bishop thinks he's got it covered, dog. Bish, you got another Bishop. thing coming. You got another thing coming, Bish. <laughs> our Kiwi down down under. Yeah, that's fine. He's still sitting in first. <laughs> yeah, but he got one on me. Uh, he he did beat me. He was the first guy to, uh, that, that beat me, but. It's going to be stolen. How he, fast is somebody going to pick up Spencer Dinwiddie, Ben Liddy? No, no, no. He's on my team. No, I'm saying how fast is one of these is Complex going to jack oh, us on oh, that the, one? It's coming so the nickname, quick. The nickname. Clutch, I know you're watching. Yeah, Complex. Don't you, you can have that one. That one's for free. <laughs> That's a free one. Everything else you got to pay for, dog. <laughs> uh, you're rocking our hair Jordan tee right now, too, by the way. I sent everybody that ordered one. I sent, sent it out uh, today. They look great. I'm really stoked on this tee. Um the Hair Jordan, the Alex Caruso T. We also have our mood swings. Our website is up and running, clipsanddrew.com. We have our store on there. We have our Patreon episodes that you can subscribe to. We have every single Clips and Drew podcast we've ever dropped. Yep. Um, we're going to start dropping content as far as written pieces and like some cool interviews that we're going to do. We want clipsanddrew.com to be a place that you guys go. We want it to be like – not necessarily as dope as Bleacher Report, but we want to get – we're going to really start putting up some really dope shit, and we want you guys to all participate in it. Again, Mood Swings and the Hair Jordan T are available. Uh, check the website. DM Great us. Christmas presents. Yeah, Christmas presents. 
Uh, I like to call it Clipsmas presents. You, do. you know, I like Merry Clipsmas you very do. much. You do. We're gonna do. Uh, we're not gonna record next Wednesday because Wednesday is uh, Christmas. Christmas, Clipsmas, and but we will drop before the new year, and we're gonna do some all decade shit. Yeah, I have some really cool ideas. Can for you this. believe it's twenty twenty, bro? I honestly, Drew, the time is. What the flying. fuck is that? What is that? Um, twenty twenty, and a lot has happened in this decade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shit, 2010, mm-hmm. that's a Lakers championship, baby. That is a championship that, We started off the decade nice, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Back, uh, you might and, finish nice. Nine and ten. You might finish we're, nice. We're looking real strong towards the – God damn, this is, a, this, is a, this is a decade to forget for Laker fans, baby, <laughs> outside of, the, outside of the, the bookends, the middle part. <laughs> the bookends. That's <laughs> the bookends, what's up. The bookends are nice, but the middle part, mostly uh, this entire decade was about uh, saying goodbye to Kobe Bryant. And you and know what I want, though? Multiple stages. I want to start this decade with a chip. A clipper chip. Yeah. I've waited my whole goddamn life, bro. Mm-hmm. Can we just, and mind you, we're a quarter of the way in. I think we're both where I didn't think the Lakers were going to have the record that they did. I think we are exactly where we should have been yeah. or should be. Yeah. Um, but we're going to see. And Clipsmas Day is going to be a burner. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really glad I'm just watching it with my family. Me and my pops will be watching it. <laughs> my mom and sister will be at the movies. I just want to watch my Clipper game in peace. We're going to take them out with a classic right now because I don't give my boys enough burn. But we're going to take them out with First Light of Day, Ghetto Boys, My Boys, taking them back. This song is one of my favorites of all time. I can't even believe that, that I haven't put this on the show. Wow. So you know where you're at, people. It's so a follow through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. David Stern, prayers up. Step out on my shoulder with my box of rocks. Drama covers my hood from blocks and blocks. See my homie that I hang with. Hit him up with the deuce dumb thing shit. Back then it came with the love. And niggas wasn't tripping over scratch. Cause we took turns and we both stack stacks. And if you had a customer, you had it for life. Cause Brad the true hustler, granted your rights Cause if we gonna stack these, then we gotta get along And he who disagrees, then gotta get him gone Cause niggas start to get paid, and niggas wanna flex It ain't no squab these days, so niggas wanna take And when they find you, they sending you to immortal rounds It ain't no coming back from that shit, you going down Make you kiss me with the quickness Cause you was fucking up the business Now what a way to end the friendship shit up in it Cause ain't no love for pawns in this game, nigga, I'm relentless your mom didn't repay. If your ass had it, you got that I got your ass. Rude boy, Miss Hamlet, shots and I popped your ass. I'm so much so that my mom blow in it for life. Then I'm down to let my mom go get it tonight. No understanding when I'm hustling. Because in life, all I understood was hustling. Cause I was struggling. Muscle. Anything in the way of me seeing first motherfucking light of the day. My pockets ain't hurt, that's for certain. You see a broke motherfucker, it's a hurt. I'm the first motherfucker on the block for the cheese And I'm the last motherfucker to leave My pockets ain't hurting, that's for certain You see a broke motherfucker, it's a hurt I'm the first motherfucker on the block for the cheese And I'm the last motherfucker to leave There was some niggas selling dope down the street, I know you make a left, they on the right Third White House from the liquor store You can't miss them cause they be capping Pretty cars in the yard, walkie-talkies and security guards. Them motherfuckers had money out the ass, and it was evident by the way they dressed and flash. Meanwhile, I'm on the outside looking in. I gotta get the motherfuckers. How can I win? 3 a.m. Coming from the club, caught the pussies, me and four niggas. Hiding in the bushes, jumped out like the jump-out boys with them blocks. 
and gauges. <laughs> you should have saw them niggas' faces. Bitches, get fucked, niggas, what I ordered. Open the door, get on the floor, they were slaughtered. They were slaughtered. Cause once inside, we didn't need them. We knew where the scratch was located six months before we raided. And they feel nothing for their families. Cause in this life, you take the bitter with the sweet. Well, you're gambling, nigga, I'm busting. Anything in the way of me seeing first motherfucking light of the day. I'm the first motherfucker on the block for the cheese and I'm the last motherfucker to leave.